Welcome to the Instant Mentor Podcast, where we talk everything mentorship. As co-founders of Instant Mentor, I'm Lance, and with me is Michael. And today, we will be discussing characteristics that are red flags and potential mentees. Now, it's very important to understand that obviously there are different connections and different personalities and different ways in which people connect on a certain level, but there can be red flags pertaining to characteristics that just are not going to work well long term. And um, so that's what we're going to unpack today. And as always, Michael, and also this is season two, so welcome to season two of Instant Mentor. So Michael, do you want to kick everyone off? Yeah, yeah. Beginning of season two, of course, we wouldn't do it any other way, but for me to, to jump in from the start. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, you, you gave a, a great intro, Lance. It's it, What are those red flags you're looking for if you're a mentor? looking for a potential mentee. And one thing we, we said, because I don't think this podcast, like this particular episode is just for mentors. I actually think mentees could be listening to this and be looking for what we talk about today and saying, let me make sure I'm not doing those things that could become a red flag. So yes. we actually have, we've talked quite a bit on previous episodes for things to avoid or things to ensure you're doing consistently to ensure that the, the mentorship is going to be prosperous. And I think the caution that we always throw out at the very beginning is never go into an unsafe situation. Like if you, you feel weird about it, like in your gut, if you feel like the, the prompts have been a little strange, either from a mentor or mentee, don't, don't pursue it. Like immediately disconnect and make sure you, you separate yourself from the situation. But, you know, beyond that, I think as you're kind of, you know, a mentor receiving requests from potential mentees, or maybe you have a couple core people in your life that are really asking you like, Hey, I want to make this more official and start meeting with you on a regular cadence. Um, you do have to assess as the mentor, do I feel like investing time and energy into this person and pouring into this person is going to be beneficial for them? but it's also going to be rewarding and fulfilling for me. And as we know, and Lance, you and I have talked about this in depth, is time is a fixed constraint. You only have so much time, so you need to be really conscious of where you put that effort and you put that time. And mm -hmm. before even deciding you know, a mentor uh, relationship that you're going to have, you need to understand, do I actually have time? to give this mentee the attention that they need based on what their intent is out of this. Because you could come down to it and just say, hey, realistically, I don't have time to mentor someone that's just trying to get into a startup, right, about a startup. That's just going to be way too much time for me to invest up front. But then in that sense, if it is about a startup, it's like, oh, but I can take on that person who's struggling to go from, let's say, like a you know, a five-figure to a six-figure business. Like that's the kind of thing that I want to invest in because I can help them accelerate through that and it's going to require less time for me to help them get off the ground. Um, so that's kind of where my mind went first, Lance, of like making sure that whoever you're going to mentor, that mentee actually, one, is ready for mentorship. Two, it's a safe situation. I guess flip that order. Number one, make sure it's a safe situation, but <laughs> two, make sure yeah, they're well, ready we'll for start that with mentorship. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to make sure they're ready for that mentorship. And three, make sure you're ready to give and pour into this relationship what it's going to need. So understand the intent, understand what they're going for. And that's really going to help you set it up for success. I think the key is, and we can probably dive into these two aspects, Lance, because I want to turn it over to you, is one, what are those character traits that indicate someone is ready for mentorship? And two, how do you assess how how needy <laughs> 
that sounds that's a negative connotation, but how do you assess like how much involvement you're going to need to have in order to fulfill the shared goals of this mentorship? Do you want to start with those two? Yeah, and actually that's exactly where I was going, which is ironic. <laughs> We're always on the same <laughs> wavelength, I tell you. Um, but no, I like your points, and I think it's good to establish that sound basis of what you said. And then moving into um, like the specific characteristics and, and traits, so to speak, I think it's definitely imperative that there is discipline. So um, if there's – I mean – all of these that we're going to mention are going to sound obvious, but we're going to unpack each. Um, you know, when someone's undisciplined, you can continue to say the right thing. You know, as the old saying goes, you can take the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. Mm-hmm. After a while, you know, you start suggesting certain things and steps aren't getting done. Maybe you're going through a book and you're, the person's not coming, having read the book. There's excuses or... You know, a lack of discipline, ultimately, it's wasting both of your times. And, you know, all of us, in some sense, on some level, may struggle with discipline here and there. Uh, But, you know, when there's a lack of respect for the individual that's willing to pour into your life and you're unwilling to come prepared, uh, I that is a huge red flag. Uh, you know, I can I can think of just some circumstances off the top of my head where people have, you know, come to me and they're saying their business isn't going and this and that and um and I, I mean it's tough out there. So it's not it's not against the business not starting, but it's like, well, have you been doing this? And it's like, no, I and then, you know, the response is no, I know I've been mm-hmm. slacking or I know I haven't done this. And it's like, well, I mean, kind of what do you expect? And we all we all have those moments at times. I mean, I'm not right. free from this either. But the difference is, is not only recognizing it, but then taking the appropriate steps to change it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think definitely a lack of discipline is a red flag. Coming unprepared is a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lack of respect is a red flag. So this could come in the form of are you presentable on the calls? You know, right. after a few of the first time? meeting. Yeah, available. Yes, uh, uh, like, those are just standard things that anyone can do. Requires zero skill. So if you don't even have that level of commitment, then this probably isn't going to be too successful. To your point. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, after a while, uh, with some of the meetings, you you can dress more casually. You don't have to wear the tux anymore. You can come in the swimsuit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Maybe don't totally walk back kidding. all the way to a swimsuit. But I, I agree yeah, with your no, point. No, no, no. We do not suggest that on this podcast. But you know, you start to be able to show up in just kind of like a regular T-shirt because you built that comfortability, right? And right. that's that's what the mentorship should be. Is as you grow and progress, you're building this relationship. Things are becoming more comfortable you're still presentable um but you know you're just it's kind of like a friendship right like when you're first or uh let's actually let's go with a relationship right you always want to like look your best and whatnot when you're dating that person but over time you start to get comfortable where if you have like movie nights or whatever you you just dress more casual right and Mm -hmm. so um but the respect should always come by way in how you treat the mentor if the mentee is on the call and they're just they're just kind of going, uh-huh, yeah, and they're just kind of going along with what the person's saying, but they're not taking notes per se, they're right. not answering, uh, asking questions, they're not 
giving good feedback or reciprocating in the discussion, um, you know, that's a sign of disrespect. Yeah. Uh, Michael, those are just a couple that come to mind. I want us to keep bouncing back and forth. Are there any other kind of traits that you would even advise mentees like, hey, just be on the lookout for this and you might want to change this in yourself before getting started? Yeah, yeah. A lot of things came to mind because, you know, at the beginning, we kind of said, you know, what are those red flags for potential prospects to, to mentor? But to your point, it's it's almost like a lot, a lot of that is somewhat hard to tell when you get started. But I think you, you called out, and this is actually what we've designed and as part of our app, you know, is to say when we're, we're doing matching or you, you find a mentor and a mentor is waiting for requests for mentees and a mentee reaches out, there's a couple of things they have to put in. One, they have to write up essentially their experience, uh, their intentions, what are they looking for in a mentorship, their life stage, because we think those are all just important facts of information to understand if there's going to be a good match. But then lastly, when I actually request, like if I'm a mentee and Lance is the mentor, when I actually request Lance to mentor me, I have to do a write-up of something along the lines of like, hi, Lance, like this is what I'm looking for out of a mentorship. And before essentially we even allow that match to happen, it is required you put in that information and you also write that note. And I think as a mentor, you know, if you have a lot of requests and this can be through, you know, obviously our app or it can be through um, just, you know, individual one-to-one contact at companies and personal relationship, like Lance, you mentioned uh, somebody reaching out to you about a business is you have to ensure, and you can put these feelers out that they're willing to put in the work. Like for example, in the app, if, if they put like a one sentence of like, your background looks cool, let's do this. It's like, Okay. They didn't really explain anything about, you know, what they're trying to get out of this. You know, their profiles half filled out. And that, that right there is a red flag of, you know, are they actually committed to this? Right. And that's an early sign. And I think something you can also do and like, I've done this before in the workplace to your point, Lance, about people not putting in the work. When someone comes to you for a mentorship, and this is something we actually have in our app is when you set up that first session, the mentor can write up a series of questions and we obviously give some prompts to say like, what are your goals? What is your vision uh-huh. for this? You know, what are we trying to do to force the mentee to think? And if the mentee doesn't take the time to prepare, that just shows everything you're saying of this is likely going to yep. be unproductive because they're not willing to put in the work to make this successful. And so even in person, you know, if someone came to you to your point and they're kind of floundering, it's like, well, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go back. Start doing the work. Make sure you actually complete things on time and come back to, to me with what are your goals, what are your vision, and, and so on. And if, if they prove that they can go back and do that and then they come to you and they're able to drive that conversation, then you know, okay, this is going to be productive. But if they're not even willing to do the basics and they just think, I just want a mentorship to turn key and someone's just going to change my life, it's like that's not how this works. And the mentor is going to get really um, burnt out and disappointed with the relationship because it won't be fulfilling since they're just, to your point, handholding rather than actually, you know, pouring into this person and investing in them and seeing the, the re- rewards of that. Yes, I really like that a lot, Michael. It's it's so true. And that really is good insight on both both ends, no matter who you are. There's if if you're going to reveal discipline and a willingness to follow through and commitment and all of that. Yeah, it starts with filling out everything on the profile. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just it just doesn't seem you know, it's like you're just kind of there to hang out, if you will. Whereas yeah. those who are serious, you know, they, I mean, look at, go on LinkedIn. Um, you know, you can tell the difference between someone who's really spent time, who who wants to truly connect, and then 
others who are just kind of, I don't know, just hanging out on there, so to speak. Right. And you have to be self-aware yourself. I mean, if you're not even willing to take that time, then frankly, you're not, you're not ready to be mentored. And that's why I think like, it it seems kind of harsh, but it's not right. It's just the foundation of it. We know that if you don't invest the time, your mentor-mentee relationship just won't be successful. It's going to flounder over time. That's not what we're here to do, and that's not what mentorships are for, right? Because it's just going to flounder, it's going to fail, and it's going to hurt your relationship with this potential person. So as you're kind of gearing up, you have to make sure I'm committed to this, I'm willing to do the work that's going to take, and I'm doing this because I want to change and I want to progress and I want to um, achieve my goals. And if it's really easy to say that, but to actually be committed to doing the work is something that a lot of people, I think, fail to do. So be sure you're, yes. you're ready. And if you are if you get into that profile creation, you're like, oh, man, this is kind of a chore. Be like, try to persevere and think about, oh, yeah, my goals are going to take work. I recognize that. I can do this. <laughs> keep turning down. It doesn't right? come the for hardest free. Part of <laughs> exactly. Like, I think it's everything in our in our world now is like so, so quick for, for that reward. It's instant gratification. And the hard things in life that are truly beneficial will require work, right? You can't just get it for free. It can't be simple. It's not entertainment to your point. It's change and that's hard. Um, so I think as a mentor, looking at a mentee, evaluate those things. And I do the same thing when I'm interviewing people for work, right? It's like, I look at their work history. How long do they stick around? Like people who are hopping from company to company every six months. It's like, that just shows me you're not committed. How beneficial are you actually going to be after six months and how much value are you going to provide to the company if it takes 90 days alone to even start making an impact and understanding the context and everything like that? And yeah. that, those are things that you look for, for, for commitment and saying this person is the right long-term fit. So I think you can do the same thing with you know an app like Instant Mentor or LinkedIn to your point is like, yeah, you're, you're looking for those signals. Are they committed? Are they driven towards their goals? Are they actually trying different things to to get to where they want to be? And if you see... None of that's true. And then they write up like, let's just connect. Probably not the person you want to connect with. <laughs> yes, I, I, you're spot on, Michael. And one more thing that kind of came to mind, too, is, I, you know, is humility in the sense mm-hmm. of having a teachable spirit. I think sometimes, uh, you know, these connections can happen and based upon the personality and background where one graduated and so forth. There's this inner desire for whatever reason um, that all of us have to combat. But if we already know something that the mentor is saying, it's easy f- for us to say, yeah, yeah, I know. Or or, or mm-hmm. just to kind of, pr- like we have to prove ourselves in some sense. But when you look at what mentorships are, it's it's finding someone who can not only share their wisdom and experience and expertise, but also pour into you, encourage you, and help you guide along the way. And ultimately... Um, you know, depending upon how the conversation goes, it's okay to maybe say that here and there, but overall, overarching, uh, like speaking, we want to make sure like during those times, even if you know something of what the mentor's saying, just, just listen and, and have a, have a teachable, um, spirit. Because if you're constantly saying, yeah, I already know this, or yeah, I already know that, uh, that's going to start giving you the perception of pride and just kind of a big ego, someone who isn't really willing to learn and teach. And then it's like, well, why are you even there to begin with? If you know it all, why, why'd you even sign up for the app? <laughs> yeah. um, so there's always going to be overlap when it comes to knowledge because knowledge is metaphysical in nature. And there's always going to be overlap with what people know in certain realms and aspects. But 
each party brings forth different knowledge based upon who they are, their environment, where they came from, who they've been in relationship and contact with, the connections that they have, the work experience they have, and their viewpoints on life. So just because there might be a lot of overlap in certain conversations, uh, just just be just listen, nod your head, ask additional questions off of that that can lead to something that you don't already know, and that will help really convey uh, a teachable spirit. Absolutely, no. Great, great points. And it kind of bleeds into like that second piece of it's not necessarily red flags, but evaluating if it's the right fit. You know, it might be exciting to be, you know, mentored by certain people. Like, for example, if like Muhammad Ali came by and he's like, yeah, I want to mentor you, Lance. It's like, okay, that's great. But is he actually going to be able to help you with any of your goals, even though it's an exciting opportunity? Probably not. Right. And so I think that's the thing. It's like, as a mentor, Unless it's to take you down. No, yeah. Unless you're just geared up to, to take me out. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's true. It's As a mentor, you have to be responsible for that, right? Like you could be someone super important and you could be getting, you know, 10 requests a day. And yeah. while that's great to go back to our point of like being conscious of your time and uh, pouring value into the right person, you have to be very conscious of, do I have the experience and do I have the time commitment that will help this person with their goals? So when you receive that mentorship request and you're looking at what they're trying to do, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, Lance, I, I don't think I have the skills and experience you need yep. in this mentorship for the goals you're trying to do. And well, I think, you know, there would be a little bit of value there. I think we can do that more just by like, catching up, like at lunch once a quarter or something, rather than this being a serious mentorship relationship. And, you know, a good mentor too will point you in the right direction of, but, you know, I do have this one person in mind that actually would be really helpful to talk to, and they might be willing to be a mentor mm. for you. So it's just a really mature way to handle it of, since you have to be conscious of that time, you can't say yes to everybody. Pick those that are really going to be valuable and that you align with. Otherwise, you're doing them a disservice and you're doing yourself a disservice because you're going to be trying to like pick experiences or pick things that you can't relate to inside of what they're trying to do. So I think those are the things you have to look for is do their goals and their vision and the issues they're facing. Is that something I can actually provide any insight into? Yes, that's absolutely imperative. Michael, great points as always. And I don't know, is it, is it about time to give the summary, Mike? Yeah, I think so. I think we're getting there unless you have any other points. Um, you know, I think we covered just a lot of it, and I think it's it's just important to really, if sometimes we can start things without really knowing what we're getting into, and that mm-hmm. can be the case with a lot of things. But if you really are someone who wants to be mentored by a mentor, just really take time before even starting any of these steps that Michael had discussed, setting up your profile you know, reaching out, sending a message, uh, really take time to just assess, do I really want this or am I in an instant emotional out, uh, emotional burst where I'm excited about this, I have a lot of zeal, but where time will prove that I actually really don't have this at the forefront of, of what I want. Right. Because so many people are well-intentioned and there's, there's some sort of, of scripture in Ecclesiastes that says, uh, 
and with many dreams is vanity. I'm paraphrasing that, but basically we can have all these different dreams. We can be so well-intentioned say, yeah, I want to do this, that, this, that. But, you know, time will reveal whether you really do want that or not based upon uh, what you discussed, Michael, and what I discussed as well is just the discipline um, and just being willing to follow through with what it is we desire. Because many people have dreams and desires, but sadly, many people do forsake them um, because they're not willing to put forth the effort. But in all of us, there's so much good that can be done, so much creativity and innovation. And so I just want to end before Michael gives a summary. Yeah. Just, you know, if, if you have those uh, desires and dreams and so forth, be willing to put forth the work and have the discipline and even to seek help and assistance Maybe you're not a very disciplined person, but you at least want to learn and you, you're willing to be dedicated to that pursuit. Mm. Other people can help you along the way. So uh, that's what I would advise is just before you even get started, just assess, is this truly something that I want in the long term or is, just, or is this just a short-term zeal and emotional outburst where I'm excited in the moment, but I'm really not going to enjoy it in the long term? It's a great point. It's a commitment. And that's exactly what you're saying, Lance, because it is, it's, it's something that even though it sounds incredible and like, it sounds like a really good opportunity for everybody, you have to be realistic with yourself on, can I commit to this? Like buying a house, right? It's, it's a huge decision and you have to choose that, Hey, this is going to be a long-term commitment and I'm going to be sticking with yep. it. I'm going to persevere. I'm, I'm not going to flounder. I'm going to put in the work. And if, if you can't commit to that, or if you're worried that you're not ready for it, it's okay. You know, take the time to get ready for it and make that a priority um, later on. So I think it's a really good point, Lance, and that's exactly where my head was going to. So to kind of just recap, um, obviously looking for those characteristics from a mentee who could be a prospect or you could be starting off a relationship, it's so important to, to look at a key couple of things. One, are they committed to having a successful mentorship relationship? It's long-term, it's a commitment, it takes the work as we were just saying. And if you can look at their experience, like look, at, for example, the Instant Mentor app, did they fill out their whole profile? When they reached out, did they actually put thoughtful note? Did they look at my background? Did they find opportunities to say, hey, I saw you had this experience, I'm doing something similar. You know, I think you could really provide insight here. Did they take the time to like understand, is this a good match? Or were they just trying to, you know, get whatever match they could? And do a little bit of that investigation. And then for the first, you know, session, Make sure you set up those questions and, and our app actually provides those out of the box to say, hey, what are your goals? What are your vision? You know, what are you trying to get out of this? So that way you can align. And if the mentee decides not to do those things prior to your uh, first meeting, probably not a good fit, right? And especially if they're floundering on the calls or not really paying attention, it's probably not going to be a good choice and you need to let them know that. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, do, they, do they actually have the skill and experience that you think you can pour into them for or whatever they're looking for in their goals and their vision, you know, do you think you can provide value there? Because you have to be realistic too of saying, am I going to feel fulfilled from this relationship? Am I going to be able to provide value? And frankly, even though someone could be great and, you know, they, they could be absolutely astonishing in what they've accomplished, even though they might be reaching out to you, you might be flattered. If you can't help them with their goals and their visions, you have to be honest about that. And you have to tell them, Hey, you know, I think you're great, but I'm not the right person to mentor you. And that's okay too. It's okay to say no and be conscious of your time. So ensure they're ready for that mentorship and ensure they're committed to it. Ensure that you have the 
the experience to actually help them progress in their goals. Michael, that's a fantastic recap. And join us for uh, the next episode next week where we will be going through the red flags of the mentors um, as well as far as characteristics. But this has been another episode of the Instant Mentor Podcast with myself, Lance, and Michael, and we are the co-founders of Instant Mentor, where we connect and equip the next generation through intentional mentorship on our mobile app. To join our community, visit our website, instantmentor.io, or join us on social media at Instant Mentor. To find your mentor or mentee, download our Instant Mentor app today and get started. As always, if there is ever anything you would like us to discuss, mentorship-related, please reach out. We would love to hear from you and talk soon.